2: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
3: This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome
2: Right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Tuesday. We'll dive into our picks. Lightning bets coming up in about 40 minutes. Our discussion on college football top 25, where we sit in you know, a little over a month for the start of the season, coming up in a little bit. But right now we're joined by a great guest, Brad Powers, joining us on the Roman Guest Line to talk some College Football. Brad, welcome back to the show. Always happy to have you and, and excited to discuss uh, the season to come here. Before we get into odds and week one and big picture stuff i'm just curious your thoughts on all the changes uh with college football some that are coming in the coming years realignment the nil as a better um how do you feel about all this do you think it's going to make it more difficult easier more fun give us your thoughts on on what's changing in college football and how it'll affect all of us as better as moving forward
0: well first off thanks for having me guys and you know i i got two different thought processes number one as a fan i mean obviously uh a little concerning uh college football i mean obviously when you look at it from a historical aspect a lot of you know traditions rivalries and whatnot and just the overall you know what college football has been about uh, for the last 50 60 you know 100 years is changing (laughs) a lot as a better I couldn't be more happy because I love all the uncertainty. I don't care if it's NIL, the transfer portal, you know, realignment in conferences or whatnot. That creates a lot of uncertainty in the market. And I just feel because I follow college football all year round, I live it, I breathe it, I sleep it. I just think I can price that uncertainty better than the market. So I'm, I'm glad that there's a bunch of changes.
3: Brad, I know you've been a busy man getting all your off-season wagers in well before some of these numbers uh, start moving as we get closer and closer to the season. How many bets do you have in right now, and what is your overall approach? What percentage of that is on win totals, and what percentage is on other sorts of futures?
0: Yeah, so I'm up to 240 and counting. Last I checked, I, I think by the end of this week it'll be 250-plus. You know, is it, is that the process for everybody? No. Uh, you know, and you asked me, you know, what percentage of week one game of the year, season win total futures. Honestly, it just comes down to pricing for me. If I feel like it's a good enough price for me to make a bet now, obviously having your money tied up for a full season, like a season win total, that pricing needs to be further off than, let's say, you know, a a week one side play, uh, you know, because there's a difference of three months of the book actually holding my money. But if I see value, I fire. That's just my thought process.
3: I love it. Well, let's talk about what teams do you like and or bets um, where there is still some value out of those 240 you've placed so far.
0: Well, yeah, I, I think obviously the, the, too, too much to, to cover in one segment, but mm-hmm. if there's one team that I think's being undervalued, I go out west of the Pac-12, it's Utah. I, I have bet mm-hmm. them multiple different spots, whether it's their season win total over eight and a half, whether it's, you know, Utah in week one against Florida, I bet them as an underdog, they have flipped their favorite in that game. I guess the pricing for, for Utah, i just not not sure why they're not getting enough respect in the market. We're talking about the defending back 12 champs, return their quarterback, return their head coach, offense and defensive coordinator. Only 12 power five teams can just answer though, yes to those four questions as far as stability. They got a returning running back by the name of Tavion Thomas that ran for 21 touchdowns a year ago. Uh, they're built really well at the line of scrimmage. Utah over eight and a half season win total is still one of my favorite season win totals left out there. The Utes are being undervalued.
2: Brad, I'm fascinated by how quickly Lincoln Riley can get things up and running at USC. Uh, what's your thought on them? Win total, uh, their projection for this year, and do you think it's a year one instant uh, kind of boom for Lincoln Riley at USC?
0: So, yeah, I didn't want to be long-winded there. Uh, if there was an overrated team uh, in, in the country as far as power five, I think it's USC. Now, keep in mind, In my power ratings, out of all the Power 5 teams, I have upgraded USC more than any other Power 5 team in the country, and yet I still think they're the most overrated. So I just think the market is treating them like a borderline playoff team right out of the bat. I don't see that. I see a team that's very capable of at least doubling their win total from a year ago, going from four to eight wins, maybe nine wins. Season win total for USC right now is nine and a half. I don't see ten wins on their schedule. And – I get it. A lot of people are in love with all the additions, starting with Lincoln Riley as head coach, Caleb Williams at quarterback, and you know Jordan Addison, wide receiver. USC still has some depth issues, so they can ill afford to have any injuries, forget quarterback, any position, if they get into any injury problems. They have some concerns there, so I am selling USC. I'm going under 9.5 as far as their season win total.
3: Brad, don't worry about uh, being long-winded here. We're here to learn from you. We want as much information as possible, so people want to hear you. Uh, win totals you've hit. You mentioned uh, U- USC there, under 9.5. Utah, over eight and a half, two two of your favorites. Uh, how about some other win totals you really like?
0: Well, so, some of them are my absolute favorite win totals are probably long gone. But, I mean, I'll tell you a couple yeah. that I thought were just flat-out mistakes. DraftKings mm-hmm. open Marshall's season win total, 5.5. Uh, that one was off two and a half games. So, I mean, that's, that's a lot when you got a 12-game schedule. I mean, I expect that one that's at like seven now. I'd still bet over seven. So that's how far that was off as, as far as Marshall. Air Force is a team that I'm quite high on. You know, typically service academies don't return a lot of experience. Air Force, you know, is breaking that mold this year. 15 returning starters. Their team that won 10 games a year ago, and there was nothing fluky about it. In fact, it was fluky that they didn't win more. So, uh, you know, Air Force is a team that I bet over seven and a half wins. I bet them to win the Mountain West Conference. Those are a couple of small teams that, uh, I, you know, I just thought were grossly mispriced in the market.
3: What other week one bets do you like? I know you mentioned Utah. Is there anything else you like on that week one board?
0: So, out of the 240 bets, I can tell you 62 are week one. So, I I like a lot.
3: Ooh, let's go! Let's go!
0: uh, (laughs) Let's just put it, I am involved on almost every single game. Now, when I said I make a lot of these bets, keep in mind, I mean, I didn't anticipate having this many bets this year. I just think the market's been that far off. I just think the uncertainty has crazed a lot of value in the market. So, when, when, you know, the, the games that are still out there to be had... Uh, you know, anything less than a field goal on Utah against Florida, I think it's good. It's two, two and a half right now. I, I think that line closes three. You know, I, I played Ohio State minus 10 and a half against Notre Dame. It's up to 14 and a half. I'm here to tell you that number's going to 16, 16 and a half. So if you want to lay 14 and a half with Ohio State, you can do so now and get at least ahead of, of a point or a half, point, point and a half of line movement there. So. Those are a couple uh, that I think are still out there and still have some value. I will say this, though. Week one opened up earlier than ever before this year. And we're talking most books were up at the end of May. That usually doesn't happen until the end of July, early August. So if you're lining up on game week, looking to bet a ton of week one college football, know full well guys like myself have been betting in that market for three months. So. I'm not sure that if you're looking to dip the toe in the water, do so now. Don't wait until game week.
1: Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing. However, you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road
2: Why the uncertainty? What, why is the market um, like this? Is this a yearly thing that you find, that you, you're able to do this two, three months out and, and get way better numbers? Or, or, or is there more to the uncertainty? I'm wondering if the NIL is is kind of factoring in here that maybe the average better average fan can't quantify what this means for each team, and maybe you're able to do it a little better. Take us through why you think there's so much uncertainty and you're finding all this value in the market right now.
0: Three things. Number one, there's this race to be first instead of a race to be right. So they are releasing stuff earlier than ever before. You know, week one, maybe one book would open up week one at Memorial Day weekend. Not every single book. Uh, So everyone's releasing earlier and earlier season win totals, week one markets, game of the year markets. Uh, that, That process has moved up even in the last five, six years, at least six weeks, if not two months. So race to be first. Second. Uh, We're still dealing with some COVID aftermath. Keep in mind, last year in college football, teams were historically experienced because they got that extra year of eligibility due uh, due to COVID. Uh, Now, this year, teams are historically inexperienced. All those guys that got the extra year, that most of them have exhausted that extra year of eligibility. So we're dealing with uncertainty in the market because these teams just don't return a lot of people. Three transfer portal. I mean, we're talking a thousand plus players uh have transferred schools and if you're not following it on a daily basis uh you can you can miss some stuff I, everyone's gonna know jordan addison and caleb williams went to usc not everyone's gonna know a bunch of like starting offensive as transferred out for example virginia you know was set the return three four uh starting offensive alignment all of them hit the transfer portal and now virginia is a team that returns zero on the offensive line so and th- those are three or four things uh, on why there's so much uncertainty.
3: Talking college football with Brad Powers on BetQL Daily, Brad Powers com. Before you know it, Brad, we won't have all these options for conference futures. You talked about liking Air Force. Any other conference futures you like?
0: Yeah, you know what? I think there's still a, a-, a few out there. You know, I-, I can tell you, I know everyone wants to bet long shots uh, because they want to bet a little to win a lot. I'll give you a few here. Uh, Tennessee. If you can find anything above fifty to one, I was able to find a hundred to one to win the FDC. I think it's decent value now. Do I think Tennessee's gonna win the SEC championship? No. Uh, I mean, obviously it'd be Alabama, Georgia, followed by Georgia. But if you're giving me a team that's, I think the second best team in a division, uh certainly i'll take I'll take you know anything above fifty to one on Tennessee. so th- there's a long shot sort of you know a pizza bet there. I mean, if you really want to dive into it and and want to get to some of the conference favorites, you know, I I bet Appalachian State, uh, I think Coastal Carolina, their inexperience, Louisiana's inexperience is is going to lead to App State winning the Sun Belt. So if you can get anything at 3-1 to or better on App State to win the Sun Belt, I think that's solid value. Also Toledo and the MAC, and I'm going smaller conferences because uh, there's still some value left to be had. Uh, Toledo, anything four to one or greater. I think they're the most talented team, and uh, if they don't win the MAC this year, I think their coach should be fired. I'll just put it that way.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What about the Pac-12? You mentioned you really like Utah. UCLA has one of the easiest schedules? Any any plays there with the Pac-12?
0: I played Utah four to one. Uh, the mispricing there is, you know, Utah undervalued. USC overvalued. Did I, you know, shoot, a, you know, go for a long shot in that conference? I didn't. Uh, you know, if there is a team, maybe Washington, that, that's probably being overlooked. They were so poorly coached the last couple of years. And I think they, they they really, you know, improved in the coaching ranks there. They hit the transfer portal. There's some uncertainty there, uh, especially uh, in a lot of areas of the Pac 12. I mean, there's a bunch of new coaches, Oregon, USC, and whatnot at the top. So, I think mean, Utah is a solid value. Anything above three to one on Utah is good, uh, but if you're looking for a long shot, anything above fifteen to one on Washington.
2: Brad, what stands out in the Heisman market to you? I'm looking right now at C.J. Stroud two to one, Bryce Young plus three fifty, Caleb Williams six to one. Those are your three favorites. Uh, do you like any of them at, that, at those prices, or would you look down the board? What are you thinking in the Heisman market?
0: So I made I, I bet about a dozen guys. And yeah, I know people think, oh, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I get it. But I, you know, I work the numbers that if any of those dozen guys win the Heisman, I make money. So, uh, I, I mean, I'm not betting, you know, $10,000 on a lot of these features. So uh, I did that CJ Stroud, the favorite. Now, the favorite t- tends not to win the Heisman. So I, I want to put that out there. It, it does not happen often. Usually, there's three things in the Heisman market it's got to be a quarterback, usually. Uh, you know, especially the last twenty years, Uh it, it has to be uh, on a, a quarterback on a team that's a national title contender, and it, it is okay to, to bet you know guys twenty to one or greater because typically long shots win. With that being said, I think CJ Stroud deserves to be the favorite, and I I'll be a little bit surprised if he doesn't win it. I just think if you look at that Ohio State offense, by far the best in the country. He's got all the weapons around him. Uh, I, I I just think he's going to put up monster numbers, and he's a guy that. You know, if it wasn't for the Michigan game last year, could, could, could even have even won the Heisman a year ago. So uh, I did bet him some of the long shots. I'll give you one that's probably going to surprise some people. I bet a defensive player to win the Heisman. I think, do I think it's going to happen this year? No, but I think we're inching closer to it. I mean, you had a guy in Aiden Hutchinson last year finished second in the Heisman. I'm here to tell you, he shouldn't have finished second. The guy that should have finished second or maybe even the best player in college football last year, he returns, he plays for Alabama, and it's not Bryce Young, it's Will Anderson, the defensive end. But I think it's not only the best player, uh, in college football on the defense side of the ball, I think he's a generational type of talent. And if he puts up anything similar to what he did a year ago, 17 and a half sacks, 34 and a half TFLs, and he has a monster game right out of the bat, week two against Texas, against the bad Texas offensive line. Will Anderson, 40 to one or greater, I think it's worth a flyer to win the Heisman.
2: It's a great one. Well, that name we know and we'll be hearing it all year. Brad, we always appreciate you hopping on. Good luck with all the early season bets, and we'll catch up again soon. There is Brad Powers in the Roman guest line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for EDL from the comfort of of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BeckQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BeckQL. our first thoughts on the college football landscape. I mean, there's a lot there. (laughs) I know. There's a lot to chew on. We'll discuss it. We'll react to what Brett had to say to us, including all his bets, his futures, and teams he likes and are fading. That's all coming up next right here on the BetQL Network.
3: You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL.